Um, all right, we are good whenever you're ready. Okay, long time coming. We had a two-week break, and uh, we hope everybody stuck with us. Uh, welcome to episode uh, Sweet 16. It's 16? I was yeah. wondering which one it was. Yeah. We're yeah. getting to the point now where we're for I'm forgetting what episode we're on. That means we basically made it, right? Uh, well, you know, we made it in our own minds anyhow, and yeah. I think uh, we certainly have... Uh, entertained a few people out there to bring them along with us so that we appreciate yeah we're growing uh, to everybody uh yeah keep sharing like and subscribe and all that fun stuff and we're really close to our getaway now so we just need about 20 more subscribers on youtube and we're going to give away some of this fun stuff that we got kind of setting aside right now and yeah uh that's been moving a little bit and uh yeah we uh we are excited and uh, again uh, welcome to episode uh, 16 and we're off to the race. Yeah, anyway. 19 away, actually, because uh, Nick Camby just became a subscriber after we had him on our, as our interview. Oh, so. is that, was that yep, what it was? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, hey, talk about a great interview, too. I, yeah, that's a great way to lead into the show. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I've had this head cold for about two weeks now, and I, I, I told you the last show we canceled that interview with Nick, mm -hmm. or I did because I was just coming off my chemo and wasn't feeling real well. And uh, I got a hold of him, like, last Sunday, and I was – or Sunday before Thanksgiving weekend, and I was sick as a dog, had this head cold thing going on. If, if you can't tell right now, I'm a little bit raspy, and it was awful, man. I, I've never experienced anything like this before. We'll talk about this later, but um, I, I got a hold of Nick. I said, hey, how about, how about this week around Thanksgiving weekend if you're going to be around? He says, yeah, let's do it Friday. I'm thinking, yeah, no problem. I'll be feeling great by Friday. Oh, my God. I was knee-deep in this shit by Friday. I could barely talk. And I'm thinking, there's no way I'm canceling with Nick again. Yeah. I'm going to pull this out. So I'm <laughs> up at my sister's house in Traverse City. My my brother-in-law's got this great computer room, and he set me up for the podcast. And I had my cough drops, my water. And uh, anyhow, uh, thanks for dealing with that, Nick. And uh, there was some, uh, what do you call it, a little bit of editing moments that came yeah. out of that one. Uh, I lost my breath a few times, and my son comes walking in. It was a shit show. But thank God Nick was... <laughs> I mean, he just took the show by himself, yeah. as, he, as he has the entire year, right? I mean, the guy's unbelievable. And if you haven't seen that interview yet, uh, he's everything that you would think a world champion should be. And the guy is, and I just mentioned that to you before we started the show, uh, this guy's methodical. Mm -hmm. If you want to beat this guy, you better bring your A game because this isn't the end for him. Right. This is just the beginning. Right. I mean, he's a Tom Brady fan, and he's always looking forward to that next championship. And we talked about that in this episode and yeah. or in that interview. And uh, yeah, anyhow, I can't say enough about Nick. And thanks for coming on, Nick. And for those of you who listened to the interview already, I uh, apologize about the hacking and coughing and yeah. you know, my end of it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you sound 100 times better, believe it or not, compared to like with the day you called me on the phone. You're like, yeah, man, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And I was like, I can tell you sound half dead, bro. And you're like, this is better than it was two days ago. You know what's yeah. funny about that is normally I don't call you. I'll yeah. just text you. Yeah. And I texted you for that first week going, I'm not feeling good. I'm not feeling good. And I thought, man, you're just going to think I'm a big pussy. Here. I'm going to call, I'm gonna call, gonna call you. Let him know. Is that yeah. why? You got to hear my voice. I'm not making this up. You yeah, know, it was pretty this bad. is real. So yeah, it was a rough one, but we got to pull that interview out. Anyhow, I'm glad we got that out. And I'm to the point now where I'm, I'm salvaged a little bit of my voice here. So we're able to get on and, and do a podcast post Thanksgiving here, and rightfully so. We got to keep this going. So maybe our only two week break for the year. Yeah, I um, hope so. I hope yeah. so. I, I know, like, um, I don't want to sound like we're, we're anything special by any means, but I know some people look forward to the episodes because when yeah. we didn't have one out. I've gotten a couple messages like, "Hey, you didn't see an episode this week," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Joe's half dead, and you know it happens at his age, and yeah, so it's good that we keep going. But yeah, for sure, and, and the people that stuck with us, thanks for that, and um, still growing the show and continuing to to kind of push it out there and share it. And we got people like Nick coming on, and and he was an awesome guest. Yeah, and, yeah, he really um, was. Things are just going real well, so yeah, just keep that up. Yeah, so anyhow, perfect time for a break, really, with Thanksgiving weekend. How was that for you? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, so I, I hate people, right? Um, and I, it's not that I hate people. I just, I'm not a big crowds guy. And Thanksgiving's always a struggle for me because, you know, you get all the whole family in one house. And this year was, um, was the first time in our new house. Obviously, we just moved into a new house that we had Thanksgiving. We, we downsized from a much larger house to a smaller house. And um, normally we go out for Thanksgiving, but that side of the family had some other things going on. So anyways, we ended up with a bunch of people coming to our house and uh, I told my wife, I said, I don't know, there's like 11 people coming. I don't know how I'm going to do, man. I honestly, like, I'm probably going to end up leaving halfway through dinner. I just don't deal well with a lot of people. And 
Um, and my wife's super understanding. Uh, and it went really well. Like everything oh, good, went good. perfectly. I ended yeah. up, yeah. Like, and like we, we got done with Thanksgiving dinner. Everybody left. We literally like made everything in such a way that like we took all the tinfoil and like folded it up and threw it in the garbage and our kitchen was clean. Like it was the most efficient Thanksgiving I had ever had. And I yeah. think it's largely in part to my wife. She did a lot of this trying to keep my stress level down. Cause like I would have just blown up and it would have been unfortunately like at her mom, you know, <laughs> it's funny. Thanksgiving goes one of two ways for a lot of people. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I'm the, I'm that one guy. Yeah. dude. And I try not to be, you know, her mom walked in and she's like, she's like, Robbie, do you have a DVD player? I was like, I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe we do. I'm sure why. And she's like, Oh, I found this video. I was going to show the family. And I was like the one we watched last Christmas. Why the fuck do I want to see that again? You know? And she was like, Robbie. And I was like, Oh crap! We can't yeah. start this. This I was no, like, right, right. she walked right in the Shat door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm gonna be that guy again at the holiday dinner. <laughs> so it went well. Uh, so Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving went off uh, without a hitch. And diet wise, I actually did really well. Um, I had a plan this Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. Uh, eat as much protein as possible, and that way I wouldn't eat as much of the sides that are usually the yeah, worst man. stuff. That's, that's that's the way I think about so, it. So uh, yeah. I hammered some turkey, and I had a, a scoop of potatoes and a you know a scoop of of, of uh, cornbread, and that was it. You know, so I didn't overeat. Probably the first time I didn't overeat. Yeah, that's a great that's a great uh, strategy going into Thanksgiving is just to stack up on the protein. And uh, if I'm going to do any kind of starches or carbs, it's generally cookies. So it's going to be yeah. turkey and cookies. Turkey and you know? cookies. Yeah. There you go. See, I went it's turkey and mashed potatoes, yeah. and I moved, that was it. I got yeah. one plate, and I was done. That's you know? not a bad so way to do it. It worked out well. Yeah, we went up to uh, Traverse City to uh, visit my sister. She hosted Thanksgiving this year. And, yeah, yeah outside of just being sick, you know, and, and sort of just, uh, you know, kind of feeling like a zombie a bit. It was a nice Thanksgiving. And, right. Uh, you know, you've been to their house in, uh, in Traverse City area. Mm -hmm. As you know, it's a beautiful area, so it's hard to – not getting the spirit. I don't know if you holiday. could have a better spot for Thanksgiving than your sister's house. It's really an, it's accommodating, I mean, isn't it? Yeah. It's a yeah. great house. It's, there's nothing like fancy about it by any means, no. but it's in a great spot. It's yeah. a very open, accommodating house. It's a great spot. It's, yeah. That, yeah. That I'm feels glad like said, a Thanksgiving yeah. house. Yeah. Well, we, well, and, and for those of you who don't know, we spent a group of us spent a, my sister loaned us her house for a weekend for the great Lake strongman championship. So, uh, yeah, and that's always open to us. So there you go. Then we're gonna have to rent that again yeah, next year. Yeah, we might year. have to. I think that was free rent. I think I think she'll keep it that way. Too. Of course, she did say she wants to join us for any type of after party. You know what? Time. She's a, she's a, yeah. she's more than welcome. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, we'll look forward to these next holidays coming up. And uh, certainly, we're deep in the holiday season. But uh, before we move on, I, I think uh, without a doubt, um, we have to make mention of. Uh, uh, something really close to our hearts here uh, at the Gym Life Podcast and around the Strongman community. Um, th this really hit home to me. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't. I didn't know him that well, but mm -hmm. uh, but um, he, he, you know, he took a place in my heart when I first met him, and I think a lot of us out there, we, um, you know, we we really, you know, share a lot of love for, for friends we build in this community and, you know, friends in general and, and uh, a, a good friend of mine and, and maybe not as good as many out there, but his name's Zach Ryan. Uh, he's a strong man, uh, young man. I think Zach yeah. was about 24 Pretty years young. old. Yep. Yeah. He had a young daughter. I think it was about three years mm -hmm. old and a new wife. And, and, uh, you know, he passed away well, a few days ago, uh, he was in the hospital, and as a lot of you know, we reached out to uh, the gym life community, and as a lot of strong men and strength community and friends of Zach and family of Zach's was doing um, to try to support their family in their time of need when Zach was struggling for his life um, in the hospital those few mm -hmm. days, and not exactly sure what, what had happened. Um, he had a couple collapsed lungs, and he was on a ventilator, and I know Zach had a pre-existing, uh, some muscular sclerosis issue yep. or autoimmune yep. issue, um, and I know his wife had mentioned that, and that was causing some other issues, and it was really a big surprise to the community because, uh, you know, Zach, if you didn't know him, and I didn't know him as well as I would have liked to for sure, but what I did know of the guy is uh, he embodied, and when I say embodied, I, I can't think of a, a more accurate way to describe somebody's heart and soul when it comes to the kind of man that you need to be and the kind of athlete you aspire to be, uh, the kind of friend and, and the kind of, you know, guy who uh, really uh, projects himself as somebody who is going to be successful and 
uh, going to be a great family man, a great father, and a great husband. Um, that's the way I felt when I talked to Zach. And, and when I met Zach for the very first time, I met him in my gym. And he comes in with his headband or his bandana on <laughs> as he wears in competition. You know, he's a character, right? And, uh, you know, this young guy's walking around just throwing weight around. You could tell he had a cocky nature to him. And ain't no secret, Zach was a cocky guy. Sure. And I walked up to him, and uh, we were chatting for a minute. I said, what do you do? He says, I'm a strong man. You know, just, just fucking no doubt about it, right? This is who I am. Yeah. I said, yeah, I, I used to do strong, man. And this guy looks at me like any cocky young guy would, <laughs> like you old fucker. I don't need to hear you used to be anything. Yeah. I, am I used now. to bench 400 yeah. in high school too, buddy. Right. <laughs> exactly. So um, immediately I loved him, of course. You know? <laughs> I'm like, you son my of type man. of person. Yeah, I love you, man. You remind me of myself when I was younger. So anyhow, you know, he caught my attention right away. And over the course of the next few months, I ran into him a couple more times and we chatted and had the opportunity of, get, of getting to know him a little bit better down at the Motor City show later on or that next year. And then, of course, when we seen him up at Great Lakes, you know, right. he was no disappointment there. And, and if, if any of you have had an opportunity to um, look at our YouTube video and it just worked out right, didn't it? Yeah. You know, we had a lot of people that we met at that show. Yep. And... Um, we, we uh, had an opportunity to talk to a lot of them. We had an opportunity to interview a few of them. But Zach right away was a guy that I knew I wanted just to get on camera. Yeah. And that two-minute clip, and Robbie, I must have watched that thing ten times. I'm not going to lie. You know, again, I was rooting for him, and, and I know a lot of people were watching that clip. And I'd go back to it, and I'd show my friends and family. You know, I wanted all the prayers and support I can get for this yep. guy. And uh, that two-minute clip really embodied who that guy was really did. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, didn't it? for I sure. Mean, you know, what's funny is I, I met him for the first time at Great Lake Strongest Man, and I didn't get to spend a ton of time with him. But there was something about him. He, you know, they, they talk about this um, with, with certain people that, like, when, when he walks in the area – you know Zach Ryan's there. He has. He doesn't have to say anything, which he does because he's kind of boisterous. That's what Zach you know? Ryan did. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was boisterous a little yep, bit. Exactly. But he didn't have to say anything. You knew he was there. Like he had that kind of presence that, like, you could feel him when he walked into yeah. an area. Like I could be talking to a group of people. Zach could walk up behind me and I'd be like, Zach's here, isn't he? You know, he just has that kind yeah. of aura about him. You just knew that um, he was a great person and 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 family man, like you said, and yeah. wife and father and. Um, and strong man and the community has come out in like droves in support of him and his family which is an absolute amazing yeah. you know it's everything yeah. that we talk about on this podcast right it's yeah. everything we talk about in the gym life that really at the end of the day no matter what we can all differ in so many different ways but we have this in common and this thing really is uh, really is a brotherhood for us this thing really is a family for us we don't want if anybody is struggling we're going to do whatever we can and for some of us, it was $5, and for some people, it was $2,000 if you go and look at the GoFundMe account, yeah. right? Whatever we could do, we would help this family out, and, and, and our supporters did, and, and other you know, Great Lakes people did, and, and people from around the country really did um, come out to, to donate to his GoFundMe account. I mean, I think originally they had the goal set at $3,000. By the end of the week, it was like 15000 It's yeah. nearing 20000 right now. Yeah, it's so um, great to Which see. is great because, you know, his wife now has a lot to Yeah, and, and, and obviously no amount with. of money is, yeah. is going to make this any better for that family, but boy, it does help. Yeah, I mean, she's just got a lot to, there's, yeah. you know, you, you, she went from two to one, dude, and there's, yeah. you know, like, there's no amount of money that's going to replace, replace Zach, but um, there is an amount of, there is an amount of money that will help make things a little bit easier for her, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and, and I just, I want to thank everybody that did help out. I mean, literally, I had family members donate that have never met him, that aren't even in the strongman community. And they were like, if it means something to you, it means something that's to right. me, you that's know, right. and, and, that's uh, awesome. and that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And it's, it sucks that we lost him for sure. I really, really look forward to, to running into that guy a lot more. You know? I, I did too. And, and, and like I said, it, it really hit home to me because Zach was a young father. I'm obviously not a young father, <laughs> but uh, you know, my son is three years old and by the looks of it, Zach's daughter's close to three years mm -hmm. right around there. And. Uh, just a just a loving little family man and I, I you know there's a lot of similarities I drew from Zach and myself and again I didn't know him as well as a lot of people did but I knew him well enough to know I loved the guy yep and I loved what he was all about and anyhow uh, our hearts and prayers go out for to sure. Zach's family um for sure and we love you buddy yep yeah for sure yeah
I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking we need to. You know, they they started a T-shirt fundraiser, um, the Zach Strong T-shirts that they did. Did they? Yeah, they started that too. I'm thinking about you know getting a flag and getting it in the gym. You know, just because he's he's one of us. You know, and I and Listen, I, I would like to make a bunch there, of them for gyms around the state. You know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, and, and it's one of those things, right? I mean, well, how much is too much? Well, nothing's too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, certainly, I think we can all agree in, in our our own bubble. That a, a guy, and not only that around the strongman community, but it's particularly in our own bubble. Yeah. When people with a presence like that, you know, or anybody for that matter, uh, deals with a tragedy and is, isn't with us anymore, that, you know, it's important for us to remember these people. For sure. And I saw some people already saying, you know, we need to have some different awards. And I get it. That's We're a long ways away from that right, right now. Right, right, right. There, there's a lot of grieving to do oh, yet yeah. Uh, yeah, before yeah. these decisions can be made and what for the sure. right way to... Uh, tri tributize this situation is a little bit to maybe to what this guy and as a man, husband, wife, athlete was all about, or husband, mm -hmm. uh, father, athlete was all about. So it'll uh, be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. And we'll certainly support it. I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. So, so God bless you, Zach. Uh, we'll see you soon up there and throw some stones with you someday. For sure. But in the meantime, uh, yeah, they, oh, they've got a, uh, what was it? It's at the about the uh, building your temple. Yeah, um, it's a kind of a memorial. They're having a eleven to noon kind of a a lifting in in, in memorial, and then uh, like noon to one, um, they're having uh, like dinner, like food, and then uh, one to two or two to three, something like that. They're uh, um, doing like speeches and stuff like that. Great, so great. yeah, if great. anybody has anybody in the Michigan area has the opportunity to go to that for sure. Obviously it's at building your temple fitness in Oxford. So yeah. And I'll post that on our Instagram. Uh, just got that from George, I think this morning and uh, I'll make sure I post that a couple times too. I, I see it was open to the public. And of course that goes out to the, the public, of course. And then the strong man and strength community is a big part of his family. It's funny so. because, man, this community is so much smaller than you think it is. You know, we think there's thousands and, you know, hundreds of thousands of athletes across the country, and there is, but really when it comes down to it, I mean, you know, we just had a, a newer guy join our gym here, Jeremiah. He used to work out with Zach at Building Your Temple Fitness, right? Yeah, and yeah. I was at a, I was at my son's homecoming game, uh, my, my stepson, my bonus son's homecoming football game, and his grandmother is friends with Zach's mom. Like, it's like this... We think this, it's right. it's infinite, and really, dude, when it comes down to it, it's a small, we're a small group really of people. Is, we're man. all really kind really of tied is. in, yeah. so. Yeah, it's funny. Even the guys down at RPG know who he is. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, because obviously there's strong men competing down there, yeah. and I know Ben knew who he was, and, uh, you know, so I'm sure we're going to run into all these guys this weekend yeah. out there, and I look forward to so. being a part of that, and. Yeah, so okay. Uh, yeah, how do you move on Moving from that, on man? to a less somber topic. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's a lot of them out there. Um, but uh, I think maybe we should go right into uh, the big changes in, in, since we're in Strongman and, and, and talking about our loss with Zach. They're uh, going into Strongman Corp changes. Yeah, I need to – well, you're going to need to talk about that because I need to know what's going on because here's, yeah. what, here's what I know. I was yeah. on uh, Instagram over this last week. Okay. And uh, apparently some people are upset. With, uh, with Strongman Corp right now? or I, I think they're having a hard time digesting the news. Maybe that's a better <laughs> because, way to put because it. Because I've seen some memes yeah. out there that seem pretty funny. So <laughs> They're pretty funny. I, I do agree with them. All right, I mean, I, the memes are funny. As to maybe where the final print's going to be on this is, remains to be seen. Right. Because even I was a little bit sort of – I talked to Derek Owens uh, in one of our interviews we've done mm -hmm. recently. If you had a chance to watch it, you folks out there. Uh, Derek's under 90 competitor was just at Worlds, did great. And Derek, uh, congratulations there. Um, but Derek is also a strongman corp representative for the state of Texas. So Derek had shared a little bit of this information with me. And then again on the interview that strongman corp was in the process of making some big changes. Now at the time, Derek's, uh, I guess the information he was allowed to give me because there was a, still a lot of stuff going on at the time was that strongman corp was uh, changing kind of the way they did things with qualifying for nationals. I think that was the biggest move, right? Um, so come to find out, Rob Kearney, uh, world's strongest gay Rob Kearney. Everybody knows who Rob Kearney is. Great presser, great strongman professional. Um, he had uh, taken over. He's buying strongman from Dion Wessels, and, which I think is a good thing. Listen, I, let's, let me start with saying that I think there needed to be a change at Strongman Corp. I think some fresh ideas mm -hmm. needed to come in. I think it was time for a change. I think that's why Dion wanted to give it, get it to, in somebody's hands like Rob, who can you know come up with some innovative ideas to take Strongman Corp to the next level and make some big changes with it. So I think that was the right move. Um, I, then of course Rob, he's a pretty ambitious guy. 
Um, I watched a couple podcasts with him about these changes. So, listen, I respect everything he's thinking about and wanting to do. And you know how kind of it is when we come onto something mm-hmm. new. We have all these grandiose ideas sure. as far as how we want to make these changes. And one of the biggest things I took away from it is what they want to do. And, again, I'm, I don't know 100%. This is just what Rob said on a couple of the interviews that he was a part of, that they want to do kind of a qualifying uh, – a, a regimen of qualifying to get to nationals, to get better competition at nationals, which let me lead off by saying I love that idea. Sure. You know, we all obviously want to see better competition at all these high-level amateur shows. We obviously want to see better competition as we all, all these pro shows as well. Right. And, uh, you know, even talking to some of our, our pro uh, athletes that have been at nationals, they all would agree with that because ultimately what happens is you get to nationals and there's 150, 200 people plus – and a lot of them just aren't ready to be at nationals yet. And no knock on the athletes, and we've said it here before mm-hmm. as well, that some people just aren't ready to be there. So the idea behind Strongman Corp and their changes is to get those better amateurs to qualify. I guess the problem that people are having is the road to do that, right? So they're taking kind of a – it almost is a copy of what CrossFit is doing. I think it's the best way to compare it. Mm-hmm. And you and I, I mentioned that to you briefly. It's a qualification like it is right now at an at a amateur level in a state competition. So the way it's set up right now is you can qualify through a state-level competition, I think first, second, third, or first, second. Right. Not exactly sure. Depending on the size of the pro or, or open or, or novice and things like right, that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then, of course, you can qualify for nationals. So all these hundreds of shows a year can have a qualifier for nationals, essentially. So what they want to do is they want to take this qualifying or this first show, this amateur-level competition, and they want to allow you to qualify for the state show. So in Michigan, let's say the Motor City would be your qualifier for Michigan states, which arguably would be Georgia's show, which would be the Great Lakes Championships, right. if, if we wanted to draw comparisons, something, yep. something mm-hmm. like that. And then what would happen after that is once you get to the state show and you're a top, I guess, three or maybe they'll give away five spots. I don't know the exact particulars. They're going to have a sectional show. And a sectional show then would be, I don't know how the boundaries of that work. Right, right, right. Maybe it's Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin, I, you know, uh, maybe three or four states. And there's maybe 20 sectional shows nationally. Mm-hmm. And then you have, to, uh, you have to qualify through your sectional, which may be, again, three or four or five spots that qualify from sectionals to move on to regionals. Am I right? Sectional states. No. States. Local. Local. States. states sectionals. sectionals. Yep. regionals now. And there's going to be, I guess, four regional shows. Okay. And those regional shows then will determine the qualifiers for the state show. Or for the nationals. Or for the nationals. Excuse yep. me. Yeah, it gets confusing, right? I mean, right. you've got now you've got a, a pathway, which I, we love the pathway. Love pathways. Yep. Uh, we absolutely do. And Everybody I love having loves. clear pathways. That's right. Yep. We love the pathway. But I, the, the problem is that people are having with this is, it, boy, that is a lot of shows to ask an amateur. Yeah to do who may not want, you know, that have the same aspirations mm-hmm. as maybe some of these top pros did, like a guy like Nick Camby and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and Nick O'Hare and some of the guys we know, like Derek Owens and stuff, that would have probably wanted to take that sort of path to get to the top where they're at now. We know a lot of guys just want to do this sport for fun, mm-hmm. you know, where they want to, you know, have these opportunities, but maybe they're not as dedicated as maybe some of these other uh, uh, athletes are. Yeah. And not only that, it, it's expensive. Yeah, I was going to say, I can see the real problem is going to be money. Yeah. You know, yeah. financially, that's a burden. Um, yeah. These shows are not cheap. No. Generally, they're, you know, $60, $80, $120 to compete at. Yeah, I'm you know, sure just, as you move up the ranks, you're going to get more fee, expensive. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're talking, okay, so s- s- local, state, okay, fine. Yeah. I can travel within the state. Uh, sectional, maybe, okay. Regional, that gets to be expensive travel, depending on how big this region is and where it's held at, That's you right. know. Um, so th- the the bigger this gets, you know, um, the more expensive it's going to be. The travel is going to be more expensive, the food, overnight stays, you know, all that stuff. So so realistically, to get to nationals, if we have to hit five events, we're talking minimum two thousand dollars to get to nationals. Yeah, yeah. minimum. Minimum. I would say you're right. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, and time off. <laughs> and time off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that's where I think the problem comes in because I think even 
even with these big aspirations to get these great athletes together at one show on the amateur level to, mm -hmm. to go after that pro card or whatever that status or how many of them there will mm -hmm. be. Um, yeah, you're, you're asking for a lot. I think you're asking yeah. for too much. I like the idea. Like you said, or, or I said when we were originally discussing this before the show, I love clear pathways. I think having a clear pathway makes it easier for every athlete to go, okay, if I want to do this, here's how I do it. Great. That's fantastic. I like the idea of having, you know, some sort of qualifying system to make sure that, you know, the, the people at nationals should be there. Um, I, I agree with that 100% because, you know, some of these shows, again, taking nothing away from anybody that's ever competed in any strongman event, but you win a local show in, you know, Piedmont, South Dakota, you might not be ready for nationals. Yes. Nothing against Piedmont, right. South Dakota, okay? Right. I'm sure there's strong your, motherfuckers there. Your athlete there, pool is a different. But your athlete yeah. pool is different, right? right? It's different than our athlete pool here. You go to a local show here and you're competing against people like Nick O'Hare's and, uh, like, you're competing against some big dudes. Yeah. But... Not everybody has that same pool, right? And and there's no guarantee Nick's going to go, which is just like any other event. I understand that. It's a little bit unique in like powerlifting, whereas like we have numbers, right? We have a national qualifying number, right, to be able to qualify for nationals. That makes sense, right? That means the people that are going there are at least going to be in the top 10%, you know, of, of competition. Strongman has a little struggle. There's not, there's not a lot of disparity between one pull and another pull. Right. You're not having a 300-pound pull right. and a 900-pound right, pull. Right, exactly. That's so what you're it's, getting Yeah, at. it's much, a it's much closer group. I, yeah. I, so that's a little bit easier there. So I, anyways, the point is, is I like the idea of having people prepared to go to nationals. I really do. I think that's a great idea. Um, I think five qualifiers is probably too much. I think, if anything, you should have, you know, a state show, regional show, nationals you know um at the most in my opinion I, I i listen i think that's the best way to start yeah I, I i'm not suggesting that at some point there could be an opportunity here to add a sectional or to add an additional show and I, who knows when that would be I, I'm, listen I, i'm not ruling that out mm -hmm. i think maybe if we got bigger mm -hmm. like listen if you're going to do the crossfit system which essentially that's what that is mm -hmm. crossfit is is regional sectional national you know it's mm -hmm. got all the same kind of components to it to get the pathway to, I guess, CrossFit, CrossFit games, games, right? Mm -hmm. um, that makes complete sense. I think it's just biting off a little too much. But you got to understand, too, in that, though, like your first qualifier in CrossFit games is at your local gym. There's no travel. There's no, you know, yeah, so well, like they I mean, have you a can system argue that to local it. competition could right. be that. I so I, that's what I'm saying is like they have a, I, I guess the other option for me would be some sort of, um, I don't know, like, like, entry fee like um relief you know if you want to have this many qualifiers to make sure that you guys are going to get there you know okay if you win at your state we're paying for the regional you know yeah, or something yeah. like that i was you know? thinking about that too because I mean, so how do you do that right? yeah because financially it's i mean okay you want the best athletes to be there financially the best best athletes aren't always going to be there there's just no way because right. these these best athlete athletes still have a full-time job you know, for the majority of, of our guys sure. in strongman, you know, so, you know, f you, you might not even get the best of the best, even with all these qualifiers, because your best athlete can't take five weekends off, yeah. can't take, you know, take his whole family down to Indiana or whatever it may be. So, uh, I, again, I like the idea and I don't know all the schematics, so I could be talking completely out of my ass. So let me throw that out there. But I think if, if how it's laid out now I actually think it's probably going to do more harm than good currently. Yeah, and again, I, I know this is it came from the horse's mouth, so to speak, when Rob was being interviewed on these shows, but um, there could be some changes. And listen, you know, in the end, when the final print comes out, maybe sure. we won't see a lot of what we're hearing right now. But I agree, financially, it poses a big issue. Competitively, I think they're not looking at the big picture either. I think ultimately because... You know, you're then going to be required to have uh, each show, let's say a particular region or demographic. And look at the state of Michigan, for instance. We'll use our state as an example. We're 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 not doing real well in the amount of shows we have in the state of Michigan right now. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, and you want to talk about a local level show, really, what's there? I hear Motor City might not come back next year. Mm -hmm. So there's one gone. Aaron West used to do the show in Frankenmuth. That wasn't here this year. Right. Not here, and it's coming back next year. We know, of course, Georgia's a staple up there in the northern part sure. of the state. Um, 
Am I missing something? I guess Brian's show and the Battle of the Barn or whatever that was. Uh, oh, uh, in the thumb. I'll throw it out on the thumb. So, so what I'm getting at is now you, if you don't have enough local shows mm-hmm. to start growing this pool of athletes to move on to these next, because let's face it, even many of the ones that do qualify won't end up going, mm-hmm. right? Because even people right. who qualify for nationals ultimately, half of them make it right. there, half of them decide not to go. Right. All this has got to be taken into consideration. Right. So if you're dealing with a demographic that doesn't provide enough opportunity for your amateur athletes to qualify, and then you're saying, well, if you have a show in Michigan, you can't make it, then you're going to have to find a show in Wisconsin or Minnesota. Now you're increasing the travel, increasing right. the expense. And let's be real. like, And don't get me wrong. Travel is hard for everybody. Yeah, it is. But travel in Michigan is really hard. We're surrounded by Great Lakes. You know how long it takes us to get to Wisconsin? Yeah, it's, it's not a cheap trip. <laughs> it's and I right don't know there. Where, but... Hey, listen, and, and not just around here, but anywhere. A damn hotel room is 200 bucks anyway. Right, you 100%. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, there's certain states that, you know, Florida's not an easy state to travel out of. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's some states that are not easy to get out it's of. It's going to be interesting to see the way this actually comes out in the end, out of the wash. And I know a lot of people, and we, we've got some, like we said, we saw some pretty funny memes out there. <laughs> uh, you know, picking fun at kind of, and, yeah. and that's what happens. Listen, anytime something new comes Any out. Any change. People yeah. will make yeah. a little fun of it. Yeah. And not and discount it or not give it what it's worth is. And I understand that. We're not doing that here. No. But it's easy to be honest about my opinion sure. when it comes to what I'm looking at now. I don't know. I personally like to believe because it is not in on paper yet. I personally like to believe that the end product will have some of these solutions built in. I think, you know, I think ultimately if you're going to take over an organization, if I were going to take over an organization and I were going to run it how I wanted it to be ran, um, I would make sure that I have, you know, a team of people around me going, you know, Robbie, you got to look at this too, because I am a grand guy i'm just like him i have these big ideas you and do. i need people yeah. around me that goes hey have you thought about this because right. i haven't because i haven't so i think at the end of the day i think he's probably going to do something very similar we'll see how it shakes out but the the you know I, maybe he came out a little premature with his ideas too you know because that that'll tend to scare people you know like yeah. hey we're gonna do this and right. this is what we're gonna do Massive and like change. how i have right. no idea yet but yeah. that's what we're doing you right. know it's right. like so and we'll i get see. that too there's an excitement factor like i said he's ambitious he's excited about this these this takeover or this this change at strongman corp not takeover i guess Dion's staying on for about six months uh to sort of help, help that transition, transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there might be some good input like you just said coming from some different areas i, I know rob's got a partner uh, you know i yeah, TJ, something. I can't remember. I thought Martine said something to do with it I as well. He, yeah, that's what I heard too. That's what I, yeah, and I didn't hear much about that, so I didn't really, you know, I'm not going to comment on it. But in any case, I think he does have some decent people around him. Again, well, I guess we'll wait to see how it comes yeah. out in the wash. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, anyhow, latest news on Strongman Corp. Um, to no surprise, Strongman's making a lot of changes right now. Good. And that's great for the sport. You know, we've seen those changes take place over the last three or four years. In my conversation with Nick, of course, uh, just the other day in the interview, uh, those changes have taken place on a high level mm-hmm. as well. And we're starting to see now the amateur level try to accommodate yep. pathways to these higher levels. Yeah. The real question that I have, and maybe we'll, we'll ask the question now and answer it at a later date, or, or at least not completely go right. off topic, is the pathway to a pro and what that means. Right. Yeah, to we, me, that's my next biggest problem I have with the sport. Right. What is a true pathway to a pro and what does it mean? Right. Because if a pro card doesn't mean anything, who cares? then who gives a shit? Yeah, right. If it's about title, I get it. I like Nick's answer to when I asked him, you know, what brought you to ASM? What brought you to Clash? What brought you to OSG? Nick, in a roundabout way, and if you watch the interview, says, I wanted no mistake, nothing left on the table, that I found every 105 in my, you know, every 105 athlete that I compete against in all these different federations, I beat them I all. I wanted to beat them all. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. If that's your reason, that's sure. great. I for love sure. that. That's the best answer. Yeah, for sure. So. I'm a big proponent of, uh, you know, while you have the ra- wave, you should should ride it. Yeah. And Strongman has a wave right now. It, and they, dude, it's and a we wave. need to jump it's on it. Wave. And we need to Absolutely. capitalize on it. So I'm glad yeah. that people are seeing it, making these wholesale changes while we need to. Um, but just, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. You know, I got a question the other day. and it was, it was kind of in jest just because it came from a Strongman. And uh, I think maybe... I don't know how the question kind of was brought about on his end, but he says, well, you guys sure talk a lot about Strongman on your podcast. We do. But but you just said why. Yeah, there's a way. There's a ton of uh, energy right now in the Strongman yeah. community. And it's not – listen, I love powerlifting. I love bodybuilding. Yep. I love all strength sports. I love gym bros and gym – I was going to say gym hoes, but they're not all hoes. <laughs> just, that's a great rhyme. <laughs> right, right. You're just yeah. going to rhyme it. That's okay. just a, I was just sure. going to rhyme it. But in any case, 
I, just because strongman is the most interesting thing to talk about right now. Sure. These massive changes are going on. However, we have a lot of changes going on in, 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 in powerlifting that we've discussed from time to time. Yeah. And let's face it, right now, bodybuilding outside of a couple big shows coming up, there's not a whole lot going yeah. on. There's not a whole lot of change. Listen, going on. I've talked about it before on the podcast. Um, powerlifting is the most boring spectator sport, and it's not all that fun to talk about, honestly. But if you're a competitor, you absolutely, no, absolutely. love it. And that's our you audience, know? too, right? We've got a lot of powerlifting love I love to talk about it. You, know, you get a lot of people deer in the head. It's like, why the hell are we talking about this powerlifting yeah. stuff? Hey, listen. What are you uh, going to do again? Same three lifts? Oh, great. Yeah. Every, every strength <laughs> athlete out there knows, uh, yeah, it's a, it's like the bread and butter at the dinner table. Yeah. Powerlifting truly you is. got to love it. You, you got to love, love it, it man. Yeah. But uh, talking about powerlifting, you know, yeah. what you, let There's me hear your big some news. some stuff happening on yeah. powerlifting. Let's hear it. It seems that whenever we talk about a subject, it's funny that we, we tend to have like two or three episodes that really touch on the same subject you know we talked about usapl's you know release from the ipf and we talked yeah. about the changes that that means um and of course you know ever since the usapl was suspended from the ipf i i adamantly started pushing for the usapl to start usapl worlds because the truth is this is where everybody wants to be anyways and then on my Instagram feed, I got a uh, notice that the USAPL is forming an international committee because um, many um, countries have reached out to the USAPL and asked how they can become affiliated with the USAPL. So uh, it, it appears that something like that might be in the works. Now, obviously, this committee is going to be a big part of that, um, figuring out what that looks like how that happens, what do we do? Um, so there's there's nothing like, there's. I'm not breaking news that the USAPL is bringing worlds to the United States, but it appears that there's something there's going on. There's things moving on, on there's here. things yes. moving, yeah. Yes. So yes. because I am the um, make things happen, I don't just bitch about things. I, I, I truly love the sports, and, and, and I can if I can get involved in the sport in any way I'm going to, if I can help improve a sport in any way, I'm going to, like we talked about with spotting and loading and things like that. Um, and, and, and backing up my words, I have applied to the international committee, you know, to help the USAPL um, bring international competition. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm, I probably won't get it. There's going to be 100,000 applicants. But um, if, no, every, but, but if everybody writes into the USAPL and says, you want me on the committee, guys, I'm like, oh. Right. Well, <laughs> let's be clear. I mean, you now people out there go, okay, Robbie, what, what the fuck are you doing that for, right? I mean, that's the <laughs> first thing somebody thinks of, like, who gives? What gives you the goddamn right to listen? What they're looking for, if I'm yeah. not mistaken, is is just a perspective. Yeah, an an athlete. They mm -hmm. they wanted an athlete. They want athletes. It yep. doesn't mean you have to be 30 years in the USAPL or one year for that matter. Uh, but what they wanted was a perspective, a different perspective. Yeah. I think it's very kind of similar to what we just talked about with the strongman. What they want is they want they want a a, a committee of athlete input um, because really when it comes down to it, you know. I think most of the changes that happen in an organization like that are are from athlete input, right? Right. right. Um, you know, the weight class changes are from athlete input because we're the ones that are doing it, right? It's like it's, it's like it's like running any other company. If you want the, your company to run the most efficient possible, get on the floor and ask your employees what you need to do to make it run more efficiently, and you'll have your answer because they're doing it every day, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the USAPL recognizes that I think, and and they're trying to form a, an international committee, um, obviously of of people in the organization but also of athletes um, to help this process or if this process moves forward they haven't said for sure that we are going to allow it it's just that we have been reached out to what does this look like we're going to start a, a committee to kind of discuss that so yeah and outside the normal channels of usapl which would be their 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 regional and their state representatives mm -hmm. they want a whole different sort of body or, or right. within the USAPL community to sort of help foster along these changes right. uh, and for rightful reasons, right? We see that on all levels of any yeah. type of business or corporation, yeah. you know? Yeah, anytime you know. something new comes along, you, sure. should, you, should, you should form a new committee to, to kind of take a look at it because, yeah. you yeah. know, the people that have been there have been looking at the same thing over and over and blah, blah. Anyways, there's a whole million yeah. reasons to do that. But yeah, so there looks like, it looks like there's, there's some things in the works that, of course, they have started their pro league, which... I can't I'm still not even 100 yeah, percent sure. Yeah, I'm not sold on 100. At least it's something. Listen, I'm not complaining. I, I think. Yeah, I love it, and and they're giving you know they're doing some cash stuff, which is cool, and they're starting to release some of the kind of the pathways to that, um, what that looks like, um, as well. So, um, some big changes happening in the USAPL with that. Obviously, all the other organizations um, 
are, are changing weight classes. And so there's some stuff happening in the, in powerlifting too, um, that I think are going to make things a little bit better. Look, powerlifting is growing as well. It's yeah, not as, say. it's not as, um, it's not as, you know, out in the news as maybe strongman because again that's spectator sports really not that fun but um to, to watch unless you are a lifter or you know of some sort um but we can see event over event over event it's growing and it's growing it's growing at a rapid pace um so it's definitely kind of like strongman it's time to take a look at making some wholesale changes to some things and and seeing how we can capitalize on this wave that seems to be starting so yeah no i love it and you're right and it's kind of we've caught this wave way out there you know we saw it months ago we talked about it within our first couple episodes that yep. these changes were starting to this rumble was taking there's place. a rumble yeah you know and, and you're right I, I think what we're seeing in the evolution of strength sports right now and to sound like a broken record but in one way shape or another we say it almost every single week there's this massive upheaval going on right now with interest in these sports. Mm -hmm. People love them, man. Yeah. And I'm God, I'm so glad they do. Yeah. I can remember competing back, you know, 20 years ago, and as a lot of our listeners can, as I look at our analytics and most of them are within 10 <laughs> years of me. Um, you know, when you when you look at some of the competitions back then, they were nowhere near no. uh, the, the the level of competition to start. And, and the amount of participants amount. Mm -hmm. yeah, is unbelievable in both sports. I think a big reason for that is like um, people have started like I think it's lost some of its bro stigma. Right. I think that's right. I think it's lot. You know, it's not we're not these untouchable athletes. We're not, you know, a bunch of like assholes. And, you know, it's like, you know, I think there's that part to it. I think um, the inclusive nature of the sport ton of demographics involved, you know, right? Yeah. It's so not I think, just your farm boys, strong nah. guys from, you know, that are that are construction workers doing this. Right. You've got your lawyers and doctors in yeah. all walks of life, both white yeah. collar and blue collar that are participating right. in these sports that I see. Yeah. And I think it, you know, it lends itself to like, you know, the, a love of, of what your body can do and yeah. um, which, which obviously, you know, mental health wise has a lot of, you know, positive impacts. And I think people are starting to see that. And um, so a lot of people are opening up to these ideas that maybe never would have competed before are now competing you know they're like maybe they've gone to the gym you know and, and did their little workouts or whatever but now they're like look there's this whole community of supportive motherfuckers out there you know and and, and it's just opening up everybody's yeah, eyes it's justification I think, so. for the hard work sometimes sure, you why know? not you gotta give yourself yeah. kind of a goal and the goal isn't always you know seeing the six-pack or this or that some of us don't give a shit about that no. we want other you know yeah. aspirations as far as where we're gonna end up someday i want to as as stone bear people you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, shit. Man. Crazy motherfucker. Bro, you know, I saw, um, and I don't know if Stonebear saw this, so right after I saw Stonebear, like, lifting yeah. a, a female up in the gym like like this. What, what was it? What was, wait a second. I, what was the, uh, how do you pick up a girl in the yeah, gym? Yeah, how okay, do you pick okay, up a girl okay, in the right. gym? And then he, and he picked her up overhead and he pressed her. Bradley Martin did a video literally, like, within a week yeah. doing the same exact thing. Hey, listen, Jake is a Jake is an yeah, he's innovating. I yeah. don't know if Jake, I don't know if you saw that, Jake, but you're being copied by Bradley Martin yeah. at Zoo. I think people now. are calling him and asking him how to get famous <laughs> on on TikTok and shit. Honestly, and the guy's got a he's got his stick, that's yeah, for sure, man. And if you man. watch the people that follow him, man, he's got a massive following of people yeah. that that are very interactive with him, yeah. which I think is a lot of fun. So, yeah, man, I, I, we're, we're we're definitely in a real cool time right now when it comes to. This stuff that we love, this weightlifting, mm -hmm. let's just call it that, right? Yeah. Because uh, it's taken people into a lot of different directions. You know, I wanted to make a point, too. Something else that I see at a lot of strongman shows and a lot of powerlifting shows, and even CrossFit, right, um, is, is partner participation. Yeah. You never saw that before, man. Husband and wife teams and, and boyfriend, girlfriend, and, you know, they're competing together. They're So they're fostering in sort of this – the support that wasn't really around years ago because yeah. maybe that's really answering a big part of the question that we have is if we do have a question as to why these sports are becoming so popular mm -hmm. is because we're seeing this support where it didn't come from before because of this inclusive this yeah. inclusive nature now yeah. that includes women in these strength mm -hmm. sports. It's just opening up this this wonderful door of opportunity for relationships, mm -hmm. you know, and growth in the sport as a husband and wife or a couple and now you've got these power couples, but when we talk about power couples now, 
They're power couples. They're power maybe. couples, yeah. yeah There's some big ones out there. You know? yeah. I mean, it's a whole different sort of definition of that, yeah. which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a similar thing with my wife. We we were both gym people, and I started competing, and I was like, you should start competing. And you know, we've talked about multiple times. She does roller derby, and she's like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. And then, and she went one time, man, and she like literally, we were leaving the competition, like I talked about on the podcast, and she was like, she was on Iron Podium, going, okay, do I travel to Indiana or Florida, or like yeah. she's ready to go. You know, yeah. some of these conversations. Are the same now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that used to be you. Now it's her. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing now? Like, yeah. hey, I'll do it with you. And yeah. Before you know it, man. I think that's really a big part of it that maybe isn't overlooked. I don't want to say that, but it certainly deserves its recognition. Uh, you know, you see that a lot. Maybe it's just because we're so far along in these sports now that we tend to find our uh, soulmates or the people we love and want to be around because they do love and do the same things we do. Yeah. Or sometimes we come into this stuff together and we just end up, you know, wanting to sort of participate at the same time. Yeah. And I saw that at the, uh, particularly at Georgia's event in the novice division, a lot of those novice competitors were competing with their wives and girlfriends yeah. that were also novice competitors, right. which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And of course, we had a couple others in the, in the higher classes that were uh, uh, Schneibel and, uh, uh, anyhow, Emily Schneibel's yeah. boyfriend and uh, Kurt Hessenbach. Um, they're also, you know, kind of a, Boy, I think they're together. If you're not, boys or uh, girls, uh, you should be together. <laughs> you know, no, my wife, see, my wife got me because she's like, hey, you should come watch roller derby. I was like, I don't want to watch that. She goes, you don't want to watch girls in hot pants beat up each other? And I was like, how much are tickets? Right. Okay. <laughs> see, that's an easy sell. You kidding me? All right. I just go to the pub. I, yeah, I got a membership at Planet Fitness just to go <laughs> sit on the stairmaster. Stop for it. Stop <laughs> it, Joe. Stop hey, it. Listen, I'm not going to lie. That's like, that's like watching live television. Um you know, I, I was going to talk about kind of a, a question yeah. uh, this week. And, it, you know, I actually asked this question to myself. And I thought it was uh, really, I kind of had that head-scratching moment, right? I was, as you know, and we, we led into it in the podcast just a moment ago, that I was sick for the last couple of weeks. Man, I, for those of you who don't know that I haven't cried about it enough on my post about my interview with Nick Camby and what I just told you a little while ago is I had this head cold starting, well, it's pretty much, at our last podcast yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. I had a couple coughs during that podcast, and yeah. before you knew it, I was full-blown head cold. Nothing like I've ever experienced before. I was coughing so violently Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. It was to the point where I was having a hard time catching my breath. I was choked up. I, I, it was just awful. I'm bedridden or, or recliner-ridden. I couldn't right. lay down even. I had to sit up straight. Sunday night comes around. And I told my wife, I says, I got to go to the ER. I, I don't know what's going on here. I, I can't catch my breath long enough to get a cough out anymore. And I got so much stuff. It felt like I had like toothpaste caught in my throat, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to the ER and doctor says, uh, well, let's get you in and we'll swab your nose. Of course, they're going to do the COVID thing and they're going to do the, the throat swab for the uh, strep throat or whatever else they do and take some blood and make sure, you know, anything they can do to make some money, of course. I, mean, I don't <laughs> care. I got good insurance. So they do all that. And they come back to me about an hour and a half later as I'm coughing violently in the hospital, thinking they're going to give me something any moment here that's going to remedy this shit. And the guy says, or the doctor comes in and says, well, you tested negative on everything but the rhinovirus. And I looked at him. I said, so what you're basically telling me is that I'm a huge pussy for being in the <laughs> ER right now because I have the common cold. Yeah, the common cold. <laughs> he says, well, don't feel bad. We get a lot of that right now. I said, well, I, I, I need something for this shit. I don't know how to breathe, right, you know. Right. So he gives me some expectorant or whatever they you know, can buy it mm. over the counter. They're not giving you any magic pill for the common cold, as we know. But anyhow, whole next week off, I couldn't. The same thing's happening. Can't sleep this. And I'm, I'm, when is this going to end? And as you can hear me right now, it's sort of at the end of it, anyhow, where I'm not finding myself with sleepless nights the last couple nights. But it got me thinking. Because as I'm three weeks off now from the gym, um, you know, first off, all the stuff that we preach about to other people about, hey, listen, this is what you got to do. There's always time for a comeback. Don't worry, you're not going to be out of the gym too long to fall apart. I find myself reminding myself <laughs> of that. It's like I got to tell myself, Joe, you're going to be fine. You've got three weeks off the gym. You're going to be fine. You're not going to fall apart. You're not going to wither away. It's going to be okay. Once you get back in, this is what your plan's going to be. And don't jump too quickly and work with the lighter weights and don't get carried away. And all the stuff that we're trying to, sure. that you think is just like embedded in my brain already. <laughs> it's like, I got to give myself therapy and remind myself I can yeah. still get through it. But what, but the question was at what point in our gym lives 
especially when we're younger, right, up until maybe, let me just say 35. Okay. That's pretty much where you're at, right? You might not sure. fall into that. Okay, you're pretty close. 38. 38. When we're younger, we're invincible. Matter of fact, we're bulletproof. <laughs> we don't care about, you know, mortality. We don't care about getting sick. Nothing frightens us in how we lift, how we train, how we eat, how we... We take five scoops of pre-workout, like you said, mix it in some Red Bull. It doesn't matter. <laughs> then all of a sudden, when you, what, what point does it change when you get to that age where you come up and most of these gym guys and girls, and I, you know who, you're, who I'm talking about, because a lot of them are hypochondriac, man, mm. where everything is falling apart. Yeah. My world is ending now. <laughs> you know, like, how do, like where do you, how do you go from one to the other so quickly? Because yeah. now all I'm thinking about is, holy shit, how much do I got left in the tank? Am I going to make it? I'm, I'm falling apart. Fuck, I got cancer. I got a fucking cold. I got, right. you know, it's like, I got to replace my hip. <laughs> I got to replace my hip. It's, you know, it's like the world's collapsing in on me and my gym life is over with, yeah. you know. I, I think it's just a funny kind of perspective because is it is it really over with, right? It just demands change. Yeah. And I think that's all it does. Yeah, I think that we talked about it, obviously, prior to the show and whatever. But I think it, it obviously it depends on on everybody's, you know, individual. I think like we talked about earlier, I don't, it's not that we actually believe we're ever bulletproof or invincible. Cause you know, you, we've all talked to that old dude when we were young and he was like, well, you shouldn't lift that way one day. You're right. going to regret that. Right. And we were all like, and, and I, so I think deep down we knew it was coming. I think it's not that we actually think we're bulletproof. I think that we don't understand the impact that it's actually going to have. We don't understand how that's actually going to feel. Um, we don't understand what back pain is yet. We're like, no, one time I tweaked my back when you were 20, you know, right, like, right. No, that no, was no, no, that's pain. not, that's not right. the same, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think there's a little bit of that. And I, I generally think it happens a lot when people have, you know, families, you know, that perspective starts to change, you know, um, the, yes. the idea yes. that, you know, I can't do this anymore because it's not just me. Um, so that starts to change. And then, um, for me, man, I think I, I still think I'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof, um, until I'm not. And right, then, right. And then I remember well, I'm, so not. Not. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm not, um, but I think like, it's just one of those things that, um, it, it's, it, it's, it's super independent and it's smart to think about though, because, you know, for a lot of us, like I'm almost 40, you know, um, I'm, I'm probably at the halfway point of my life. You know, and and maybe like you said, at the two thirds way point of my my lifting life. life. Yeah. You know, um, so you you get to a certain point and you look back and you go, man, forty years was nothing, dude. It like it happened in a flash, which everyone told you when you were younger. It would feel every that way. motherfucker yeah. told you that, and you're like, no way, dude. Twenty years felt like it took forever. You're gonna wake up and you're gonna be forty. That's how fucking fast it happens. Yeah. Um, and now you're like, okay, that happened that quick. I've only got forty more to go. And now you start to prioritize kind of like what's really fucking important in your life, you know? So it's, I don't think it's really a, a necessary that, you know, you, you no longer, th and maybe you do, maybe you, you no longer think you're bulletproof, but it's more so, is this the number one priority? If I were to get injured doing something fucking stupid right. and it took away from what's actually a priority in my life. Right. Would I want to do that? And if the answer is no, you don't fucking do it anymore. Whereas when you're 20, you don't have that thought process. That, that is true. You yeah. know, when yeah, you're I don't 20, have a three year old, right? Yeah. If I didn't have a three year old, I wouldn't have to worry about chasing him down. Right. How yeah. important it is for me to be able to run with a good Yeah, who leg. gives a fuck? Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> if you were 20 and had a bad yeah. hip, you wouldn't have given a fuck. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do this till I'm in a wheelchair, you know? Yeah. I think the only guy I actually believed that ever said that was Ben. Yeah. When he said, I'm going to do this until I die yeah. or if it kills me. Ben, I believe you 100%. Yeah. You're that guy. But you know you're right, and I think I think as you get older too, the perspective changes because mortality becomes more apparent. Real, you see things around you, right? Even if it's not you or maybe your immediate family, you start you start noticing things. Yeah, people sort of going away. When you get to when you get you know somebody posted this one thing on the internet the other day, and I fucking blew my mind. And it's the most simple thing, but I never thought about it. People older than you, the number of people older than you never gets more. It only gets, gets less. less. Yeah. And when you fucking realize that at some point Dude, you're going to so be the profound. oldest person you know, that's weird. Well, you know what's really, that is such a great statement <laughs> because particularly in your gym life. Yeah. The older you get in your gym life, the less old dudes there are. You're the old dude. Yeah. Like you don't even have like a lot of 
<laughs> fraternity of them. No. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going away. They start dropping off. If you think about it, if you started with those 50 guys in the gym yeah. at 20 or 18, mm-hmm. by the time you're 40, it might be 10 yeah. that are still working out. Yeah. So kudos to all you guys out there. You know, they're reaching your your halfway point, we should say, in yeah. the gym life, right? Yeah. The 30, 40 plus range. You're, you know, you're 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 the you're the what old growth I like to call it, right? <laughs> that standing oak tree, yeah. that big one in the middle of the woods, right. surrounded by all those small saplings, you yeah. know. It is so true, man. And it's it is that mortality thing. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's a weird thing to think about. It, it, it's it, it can be depressive and it can be very uplifting. Yeah, you know, because when you're that guy too, and you're still keeping your shit in a pile, still putting up some good weight, still participating with these younger guys, uh, you know, there's something to be said about that. And a lot of, and there's a lot of uh, respect that you you give and you get garner. Yeah, and I, I've never awesome. been I've never been depressed by it um, because like I'm a very I haven't either. Yeah, I'm a very yeah. realistic guy. I understand the circle of life, and I always have. And you know, some people have been like, "Man, Robert, you're really cold," because like my friend will call me and be like, my grandmother passed away. And I'm like, how old was she? 90. Yeah. It happens when you're lived 90. a good life. That's yeah. You, you know say, what right? I'm saying? Like life. it's it. it's what happens. Yeah. You know, I'm a very realistic person. I'm very realistic minded. So I kind of always knew in the background that this wasn't going to go on forever for me. So I, I don't get depressed by it. I kind of like the same thing. Like you said, I look, I kind of look forward to it. You know, I look forward to being that old dude in the gym going, Look at this crazy motherfucker. He's 55 years old, still benching, you know? <laughs> it, 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 I love that, man. And I, and I love it because it's a challenge to perform. You know, the older I get, I never want to get to the point where I can't sit down with those guys in the bench press. And I can still do it. I yeah. mean, they, oh, no, yeah. I, very I know. few guys are stronger than me in the gym. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. Um, but I, I hold myself accountable to what things have changed. My time off and recovery and maintenance and all the things 100%. we've always talked about here yeah. on the show, too. All that stuff is applicable because if it's not, you're not going to stand the witness. That's the time. Not only that, what becomes more applicable is uh, identifying with your health Mm -hmm. uh, and doing those things, those little intangibles now, like blood work, like not being afraid to call yourself a hypochondriac. You know, not to get on my cancer diagnosis because we'll talk about that some other time. But for those of you who want to know the the first part of that story, I didn't have any symptoms. Mm -hmm. You know, I had no swollen lymph nodes. I had no blood work issues, nothing. I had back pain in my, yeah. in my left upper back. And uh, I thought, it, I, shit, I'd go in the gym, I'd work out, and guys would go, I'd say, God damn, my back's hurting. I, I think I fucking tweaked a muscle or something. And after about three days, I'm like, I don't know. And, of course, my buddy's like, fuck, you got kidney problems. You know, like, <laughs> you know every, every gym guy's like, oh, your kidneys are going Oh, back. that shit's gone. Yeah, yeah. All that shit you <laughs> used to do. Yeah, your kidneys are fucked up. And I'm like, no, I can't be my kidney. And, of course, I'm like, oh, my God, is it my kidney? Right. And then uh, about a week later, I'm, I'm having this experience in this back pain at night, and it's just excruciatingly painful uh, to the point where I, I felt like I was the uh, closest thing I can relate to, if I could relate, ladies. You ain't giving birth. It wasn't I know, that. But, but no, <laughs> like contraction. Right, right. right. Con- yeah. I can understand kind of what that means. And my buddies would say, how does it feel? I tell them, they say, oh, it sounds like you're passing a kidney stone. Mm. It's excruciatingly painful. It hurts so bad I want to cry. I want to pass out. Yup, it's kidney stone. It's <laughs> kidney stone. Two nights of that shit, yeah. you know, where I'm like, I got to go get some fucking painkillers here. This Something. is terrible. So I went into the uh, urgent care. And she says, well, you peed in a cup. You don't have kidney stones. You got no blood in your urine. I'm like, oh, boy, that's not what you want to hear, right? right. Oh, what's going on? Now I'm thinking, maybe, <laughs> now, kidney maybe is something's failing. happening. Yeah. yeah, there's something bad going on here. And I went into... I, At says, that point, you start wishing it was a kidney you stone. You start really trying to come up with your own diagnosis. Like, what could it be less than that, but not quite that bad? Uh, so I went into the ER. And she says, well, if, listen, if it happens again tonight, go into the ER and... Uh, just, you know, let them know what's going on, and they'll scan you and all that shit. I said, well, fuck all that. I'm not, I'm not waiting. Yeah, it's coming. Now. Yeah. yeah, it's 11 o'clock on a Friday in the morning. I'm going to go right now. I'll get right in. So I checked myself into the hospital in the ER, and they took my blood, my urine again and my blood work, and they went, sent me right to a CT scan, and they said, okay, we'll let you know in an hour. We'll come back. She comes back in the room. The doctor does, and or he does. And he says, yeah, um, so it's not a kidney stone. I said, well, what is it? I just saw by the look on his face. I am so Something's fucked, fucked right now. <laughs> I am so fucked. Mm. And he says, yeah, your spleen. Now, if you know mm-hmm. anything, and most of us in the gym now know our anatomy pretty well. So that's what I'm getting at, right? We become more kind of 
our self-physicians, if you will. Mm -hmm. we, we can diagnose our hypochondriac a little <laughs> bit, our hypochondria, because we know our body pretty yeah. well. So I knew what a spleen was. I knew what it looked like. I knew how big it was supposed to yeah. be. And I said, my spleen, what's wrong with my spleen? Why was that hurting my back so much? It's right up here. It's not back here. He says, well, your spleen's supposed to be eight centimeters. Yours is 35. Holy shit. <laughs> 35 fucking centimeters. Like That's bigger football. than my liver. <laughs> now, I think first thought that comes to mind, this is how fucked up I am. God, no wonder I can't get my abs in. <laughs> Seriously. I got this huge spleen. This huge you mean spleen. I'm going to get a six-pack when right. this goes down? Right. So anyhow, I'm not going to get on. I'll get on to that yeah. in another episode. But yeah. my point is, what I'm trying to say is that we become more – if forced – Age be forces us to be more, become more conscious mm -hmm. of our mortality, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and not only that, it forces us to be more conscious of our health. Yeah. And, and ultimately, you can weather the storm of age yeah. and get through these later years in lifting and be successful at it Yeah. if you're just not throwing caution to the wind to the point where the wheels fall off the fucking wagon and there's zero probability of return. Right. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Don't yeah. wait for your shit to fucking fall apart. <laughs> I think that's what happens with age, right, is that, like, okay, you can call it hypochondria if you want to. I just think as we get older we get more aware of our body. Now, when you were 20 and you're like, ooh, my shoulder kind of hurts. I'm going to go bench press until right, it fucking right. falls off. Now you're like, ooh, my shoulder kind of hurts. Probably a bicep tendon because I did this. And you start doing things to recover that before it becomes a problem. Right. You, you know? We hope that is the right. right. We're, we hope we're still not stuck right. in those ways that we used to think. Right. And I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I think many of us now, many of us above 35, uh, are on that path of thinking. Yeah. But as and I think that's because that's a result of of understanding our mortality, right? That's like right. if that's I want right. to continue doing this, I have to take care and of this information. Now. How many times? Listen, yeah. when you were twenty years old, how often did you hear somebody get say they got their blood work done? Yeah, never, never, never. yeah. You know, so this is becoming more of a yeah. of a of a of a, a natural thing now to have discussions yeah. about it, talk about it. Yeah. It's it's something that now is just out front. Everybody knows. Yeah, we were a little bit more aware of kind of where things should be, how they should feel. Uh, where our blood work should be, how often we should get it done, whether you're on PEDs yeah, or not. I think, and I, Let's be clear I was there. Gonna, I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I think that's not just a PED thing either. I think a lot of us are going and getting regular checkups when we normally wouldn't have. Yeah. Because yeah. we understand that like, if we want to continue doing this at a high level or just for recreation, right. we need to be in the best shape possible. And look, we all know we're deficient as fucking something. You know, we all know Listen, we are. I've said this a hundred times since my diagnosis, and I'm going to say it a thousand times after. There's a fucking fight coming. Oh, hundred for all and of us. And you better be ready for, for it. For all of us. Yep. There's a fight coming, and you better be ready for it. And the best way to be ready for it is to be physically fucking fit. Yep, 100%. Because you'll give yourself a better probability of beating whatever is coming. No matter what it is. That's right. No matter what the diagnosis. Absolutely. No matter what the virus, no matter what no yeah. matter what it is, yeah. if you are physically fit, you have a better, better chance, chance, period, period. end of discussion. Yeah. And if that's not motivation enough, especially nowadays when this world's so fucked up, mm -hmm. and we'll, again, we'll get on to this, another <laughs> topic, because i got a lot to say about that. Um you better be more aware of what's going on with your body yeah. at an earlier stage and be prepared for the battle. And the earlier, the better for you. You know, if, if, if every, every old guy's ever said this, and I'm not quite old yet, but every old guy says this, if I knew what at 20, what I know now, where right. would I be now? Right. You know what? So every single year, every single generation or revolution or whatever you want to call it of the fitness world, you get more and more information to start than the one That's before right. you. That's right. So fucking use it. You got fewer excuses yeah. coming out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, I think and ultimately too, uh, you know, it, it's funny to, or shouldn't ultimately, it's funny to me that I still run into friends of mine. Even in the gym circle, mm -hmm. right? Well, that's where all my friends are, sadly. <laughs> I have nothing but gym friends, which I'm grateful which for, Which is fine, yeah. Yeah, I'd get along with nobody else, anyhow. <laughs> Guys that are in their 40s, I'll say, when's the last time you've been to the doctors? Oh, five, six years. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And you know what their answer is? I don't want to know what's fucking going on. Yeah, I don't want to know because what's Because they're scared with you. shitless. Yeah. yeah, but the problem yeah. is when they find out... It might be too fucking too late. too late. Yeah, it's that's what late. I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm a huge advocate for that. That's why I went to the ER for a common fucking cold the other day. I get it. That was probably a little much. I get it. That was a big never let big, it go. Big pussy sign I held hashtag, above my head walking out. Hashtag of that. Joe Strong yeah. right underneath it. Common cold. Common cold. <laughs> that might have been a bit much. Maybe I'm overreacting. But but needless to say, though, you shouldn't be afraid to go after your nah. blood work. Go in there to your doctor and say, listen, I haven't seen you in three years. 
Can we just do a regular workup? You're gonna and find look, out some shit's wrong with you, but you can you fix will, it. You will, you will. You can, can fix, fix it. it. There, there's gonna be something fucked up with your blood. And you're gonna, oh shit, it's not the end of the world. You can fix it, but don't wait till you're 10 years down the road till yeah. all of a sudden you show signs and symptoms. At of the it. same time, though, understand, I want people to understand this too. You spend time seeking out the right doctor. Oh, because, absolutely. Because um, the answer isn't always a bunch of their fucking medication. Oh, bro. You know, I, and I think, I think if you have the opportunity to sit down with a doctor and go, look, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is why I'm here. Yep. This is the course I want to take. They can work with you on that because if you go to a lot of GPs, they're just going to put you on some blood pressure medication, and that's bullshit. Listen, we need to talk. This is going to be a part of that show we're going to have. Yeah, we need to do because that. We, we need to do that because yeah. it, not just all about boohoo cancer shit, but that's a big part of yeah. it. I've done a lot of research, a lot of study, and I've been a pretty much a guinea pig in this system now. Yeah. And I've got a lot of things to share to a lot of our, our gym lifers. Yeah, and me too. Friends, and, and, and we need to have that conversation. For so, sure. So we'll, we'll table that. And and anyhow, we, we, this is a fun episode. And with that said, I, I, I just want to finish it the way we started it. Our, our hearts go out to Zach, Ryan's 100%. family, and, and, and God bless you, Zach. We love you, man. 100%. Um, we look forward to spending some time with our, our brotherhood and sisterhood at – uh, the the body temple building your temple building yep. your temple in yep. Oxford this weekend and seeing some friends there and celebrating Zach's life and and uh, sharing some uh, some time with them and, and hearing all the good stuff that's going to be shared there I can't wait <laughs> um, but in any case uh, thanks for joining us today for episode 16 and uh, we look forward to being back next week common cold's not going to get me down again <laughs> so we'll see you next week stay strong thanks again. <laughs>